Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report. I was enjoying, uh, I can see Jerry, he was uh, rocking out during our, our theme song. <laughs> That's what that's what I saw. If you're not playing air drums, you're not doing it right. So, again, thanks to Inner Circle Avenue for that uh, that theme. Absolutely. Song. Uh, this is uh, the Hammer Down Racing Report, sponsored by or presented by Oakshade Raceway for Thursday, June seventeenth. Show number one hundred and eighty-four. Uh, and tonight on the show, we'll be speaking, or we're going to be talking some school bus figure eights with. Jack Franzel, Terry Smith uh, will be joining us. They're getting ready. Uh, I guess they're get, getting re- the school buses ready for the school bus figure eight show tomorrow night at Toledo Speedway. So, and apparently they have a, a long and storied career at both uh, Toledo and Flat Rock. So uh, I'm sure we'll get into that yeah. as well. Very cool. Coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. At Hammer Report, we'll go over the uh, this week's Hammerdown Racing Report poll. Are you tired of seeing Kyle Larson win just about everything? <laughs> not not yet. Uh, well, he's about not to- especially not if he does it like he did it last night. That Tw- was so much fun to watch. 25 minutes left in that poll if you want to get in on it. Just just saying. Um, right now, I don't think anybody's going to sway it at this point from what I see. Um, <laughs> make sure to listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, and, of course, you can check out HammerdownRacingReport.com for all the information that you need. I was looking at some of our, our data. Uh, every once in a while, I'll pull up our metrics uh, from from all the different avenues that we broadcast on. And uh, I was kind of surprised that uh, India, we have a large following in India. So thank you, guys. Really? Yeah, yeah. Must be the beer. It's uh, it's the third most uh, downloads for, for our podcast behind uh, really? the U.S. and Australia. Then it's India. Not Canada. India. I'm sure it's all legit, too. I'm sure. Uh, some other interesting things that, that I found, maybe you find this interesting, that most of our downloads come from uh, Apple Podcasts. I guess that really doesn't matter. And our YouTube numbers since uh, last fall, from I looked at, uh, I go by quarters. So from final last quarter of 2020 to first quarter this year, we have more than doubled our, our YouTube numbers as far as uh, people watching on YouTube. So we got to pay more attention to that. We're up to four. Yes, from two. You're right. <laughs> exactly. Is that like the uh, double pay I get some, since I'm back? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, some other things that were kind of strange is uh, based on the platform we're on, I, I went to look and see what was our, our most popular show from, from the first quarter, thinking right. that you know maybe the Kenny Wallace one would obviously be across the board. No, not necessarily. Uh, really? The, the most downloaded uh, as far as just the audio only part was the Andy King uh, Dirt Track Truck Series podcast. Really? That was yes. There you go. Way to go, Andy. Uh, on you, yeah. On YouTube, our uh, our talk with Jake Steele about uh, racetrack sa- safety was uh, our most watched for uh, show on there, and that was an important show. Uh, Kenny Wallace was the the most watched on Twitter. Although I was having some issues with the the, the Twitter data since it's kind of merged with Periscope and they shut Periscope down. Uh, it was, I had to go through individually to find stuff on there. And on Facebook, uh, our most watched uh, was Cap Henry and the Attica uh, Raceway season. Really? Radio. Yeah. So it, no, no Dr. Jerry Punch episode. Well, that was, that. that was last, this is just first quarter. This is January oh, okay. so through March. Yeah, that, that was last year we talked to Jerry Punch. Okay. So. That's right. That was the, okay. I could look, I'll look that up for you and, and find out. 
just curious how many viewers we had like because that was a very cool episode speaking of which i did talk to bounce writer uh, a couple weeks ago uh he is he did, did say that dr punch is interested in getting back with us again so and oh, then he's love to have them yeah absolutely so, yeah that was a fun show yes it was that was that and, was pretty and, awesome. and we didn't have to do much we just <laughs> shut up and listen like so just point them in a direction and go uh jerry back he, with he, us and uh, you're back uh for the full show now Yes, I'm back for the full show. Uh, fortunately, the, the we had to cut the season short there with the iRacing deal, and, and which was, you know, it kind, kind of interest kind of dwindled just with uh, racing season starting on the on the real tracks. Guys just yeah. didn't want to sit in front of the computer as much anymore. So uh, we're working to get ready for fall to get the Hillbilly High Banks completely up and running. Things are really close. It, I just just down there yesterday, things look amazing. Uh, but I'm I'm excited about what uh, this fall is going to bring uh, with. Uh, Tim Sims and iRacing and and the dirt, the dirt Racing Network, UDTV and iRacing in general. Uh, it should be fun. All right. Well, we got uh, the weekend weather pit stop coming up uh, later on as well as we'll be giving away a Big D's pizza with uh, this week's How Many. And it's going to be another uh, little bit complicated one. You might have to do some math in it, and we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Uh, we'll get the uh, racing roundup underway in just a moment. we got to thank some of our sponsors. Of course, Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race every Saturday night this weekend. It's going to be a big one. June uh, 19th, the 5,000 to win Barney Oldfield race. I've been seeing some of the messages coming in on that. Some uh, pretty pretty big names have been asking about tire rules and, and stuff. So uh, looking forward to that on Saturday. Sports and Bombers Compacts also in action. $14 general admission. Gates open at uh, 4, racing at 7. And that is an American Late Model Series sanctioned event as well. Uh, Real Geese Silhouette Decoys. The most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced. They're manufactured here in the U.S. Check out realgeese.com or call 419-800-8100. Check out some of the uh, Real Geese products they have on sale on uh, the website there as well. Speaking of which, uh, should make the little scroll go too. Oh, and I was told we have more characters in the scroll now from our uh, buddies over at uh, Sandusky Speedway. Yeah. I'll I'll have to get you added in there. Oh, really? Yeah, because you're you're on your own separate scroll. Well, I I kind of appreciate it. You're all by yourself right there. Well, Let's keep it there. No competition. People that are downloading us in India now that don't watch the video have no idea what we're talking about. So let's move on. Uh, let's also thank uh, Mill Street Speedway, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos as well. And we'll talk more about them a little bit later. And uh, we do have a Hammer Down Hotline coming up later tonight. But, uh, oh, buddy. That's enough of the teases. Let's uh, get this uh, racing roundup going. All right. This week's racing roundup. Uh, before I get kicked off with I do want to – Talk a little bit about our uh, grudge race from two weeks ago since I missed last week's show. Yeah, I thanked you guys. For, I thanked you guys for letting me win, so I appreciate that. It was an honor to be on the track with both you guys. That was I had so much fun being back in the truck for the first time in four years. Uh, I can't say enough about the racetrack at Oakshade. It, and just I mean, it, they, it, the whole night I couldn't get the smile off my face. Chris Plycamp. And his son helped out a bunch. Dave Gumby was huge in, in helping me get stuff done and get ready to race all night. Craig Dipman also gave me a couple pointers. And, and, and the truck was awesome. The driver, not so much. So I got to knock some rust off yet before I try it again. But thank you guys so much for getting, helping get that put together. That was a lot of fun. When we uh, when we get ready for V2 of that program, um, <laughs> I, I expect you'll have some – some more seat time, Scott. You'll, you'll be doing well. And uh, Kurt Dickey has volunteered to uh, loan me his race car, so I'm thinking we can do heads up with, without any, uh, with the, with all bombers, without any handicap. Yeah. 
Well, if I can get get a bomber lined up, I think I think that would be a, a you were blast. Fast enough. You were fast uh, enough. Scott blew by me pretty good there at the end. I I, I tried to keep it close and, and got a got a little too high in four, but Scott ran me down. It, it, it was the truck was good for being a four cylinder. You know the V sixes were tough that night, but a four cylinder. Obviously, Greg Detray was able to pick up the win in his uh, four cylinder, uh, provided by Andy King. So that that was so much fun. I, those guys. I know I, I, everybody I talk to in the trucks love being at Oakshade. So hope, hopefully we get to do that again and, and very soon. So, yeah, with, with my oh. tail between my legs, we loaded the car in the trailer. And uh, the next morning I found out that I had a flat right front. Which, I say you really, blew by me. Which, you really in. I, which really explained why I had such a wicked push. That would do I'm sure that, I'm sure that was it. I'm sure that was it. Shut up, Scott. Uh, thank you for everybody sent well wishes. I am on the men still, but I, I am about 75%. I'm going to uh, try to be at Lima Land and Shady Bowl this weekend. So uh, after my accident last week, so uh, that's as much as I'm going to say. Just say that I am still a little sore and tender in spots that aren't very fun. But with that said, let's get into this week's racing roundup. <laughs> oh, last weekend at Eldora, Brandon Overton. Wow, what a sweep. Broke through to take his first career crown jewel victory in the 27th late model dream at Eldora Speedway. The, the win was worth $127,000. Over to uh, survive several challenges from Tim McCready, who finished second. Kyle Bronson came back from a cut tire to finish third. On Friday night, Overton and Greg Satterley were each winners in the $10,000 to win twin 25 features in the preliminary night for the 26th annual dirt late model dream. Uh, Overton completed one of the greatest achievements in dirt track history Saturday night with his fourth feature win in four days, sweeping both the 27th and 26th runnings of the Dirt Late Model Dream for an incredible $273,000 in prize money. Um, Chris Madden took the lead from Overton on 70, lap 75, which lap lasted until 10 for 10 laps until Overton retook the lead and pulled away to a two-second lead over runner-up Madden. Chris Ferguson rounded out the podium on Saturday night. At Attica Raceway Park, Ian Madsen broke through to win night one of the 39th annual Cometic Gasket Ohio Sprint Speed Week on Friday night. Corey Eliason would battle from fifth to finish second, followed by Skylar G., Cole Macedo, and Tyler Courtney. Devin Shields passed Matt Irie on the last lap to take the UMP late model feature. Dave Hornerkiel finished third. Speaking of Ian Madsen, did you guys hear about that deal? No. Ian has lost his ride. And then the, the really? number 11. As of last night. Uh, Spencer Baston was behind the wheel of that machine, and they thank Ian Madsen, and Spencer is in the vehicle for the rest of the year. So, interesting stuff going on there with the Sam McGee 11, as Madsen was running second in all-star points. So, very surprised. Now, now is Madsen heading back home, or is he going to stay here? I have no idea. Like I said, he, he wasn't in anything last night at Waynesfield. Uh, I don't know. I haven't checked the lineup yet at uh, Muskingum County yet tonight, so... We'll have to wow. see you know, if he lands somewhere quick or if he's going to be back to, you know, back home and or back to Knoxville and doing the local stuff. But very, very surprised to hear that that uh, information as the, the week yeah. has unfolded. Uh, Lima Land on Friday, Harley White picked up her second win in 2021 in NRA Sprint Invader competition in a 4,000 to win Ron Colley Jr. Memorial feature over Randy Hannigan and Ricky Peterson. This was an amazing, amazing feature. Uh, Randy Hannigan looked to have it covered with just about six laps to go. He still had a 1.7 second lead, and Harley White ran him down and got by him on the final lap. And it, the crowd was 
eating it up. It was just amazing to see that young lady pick up that win. I, I hated seeing Hannigan lose that kind of win, but it was fun to watch. Uh, Hannigan did come home second. Ricky Peterson was third. Craig Dittman won Thunder, Thunderstock feature over Je Jeffrey Jessup and Chris Douglas. Uh, Todd Sherman bagged his 52nd career Lima Land win in the Modifieds over Brandon Ordway and Dylan Woodling. Sherman's on a roll this year. I, he, he's looking great in the Modified. I, I don't see anybody that's going to stop that as he is, is just so steady. We'll see what happens uh, starting tomorrow uh, with the All-Stars as long as we get the show in. The Modifieds will be in action as well. Fremont Speedway, Cole Duncan squeezed between the front stretch wall and race long leader Danny Dietrich to win night two of the Cometic Gasket Ohio Sprint Speed. We can claim his fifth victory by a margin of just 0.248 seconds. Dietrich started on the pole and led the first 39 and three-quarter laps, but had to settle for second. Justin Peck rounded out the podium. Uh, Paul Weaver and Alvin Ripke were battling for the 305 sprint feature lead when dealing with lap traffic. With uh, three laps to go, the duo made contact, exiting turn four, and then Weaver got caught up with a lap car spinning. Alvin Ripke was able to nurse his car, which had a mangled front wing at the last three laps, his second one of the season and the 11th of his career at Fremont. Cody Brewer finished second, and Chris Verda finished third. At Shady Bowl Speedway, the Wooten Automotive Towing Modifieds, five or 50 lap modified madness feature for 1500 to win. Mike Carroll picked up the win. That was his second win at, at Shady Bowl in 2021. The Adams Automotive Street Stocks, it was Rodney Roush picking up the win on the final lap over Terry Pertie. Very wild battle there. So I've seen some video of that. That was kind of cool. Uh, in the bullet liner beaten Thunder Cars, it was Scott Drake picking up the win. That was his uh, third of the year at Shady Bowl. The Tuners, which it will talk about here in a second uh was the feature was won by gary eaton jr the tuners had been discontinued for the season at shady bowl they're taking the money that they had set aside for the tuners for 2021 they're giving that to the compacts so the compacts now at shady bowl are going to pay 500 to win on a weekly basis and a hundred dollars to start for compacts so that's wow. kind of huge i'm hoping that's going to see our car count just explode it's gonna be a lot of fun i mean the compacts are they put on a great show at shady bowl so it's gonna be fun to see at Oakshade Raceway, Chris Keller just edged out Rusty Schlenk in a barn burner of a late model feature event to pick up his first win of the year. Uh, Steve Kester finished third. Rusty Smith cruised to his fourth sportsman feature win of the year over Carter Murday and Mike Jessen. Colin Schultz and Gabe Mueller had a great battle for the lead on the final lap of the Bomber A main. Swapping it a couple times was Schultz able to snatch it away from Mueller coming off the final corner. Jeff Folks Jr. was third. Joe Carr made a last lap pass to win the compact feature over Eric Carr and Todd Drews. And Ronnie Bloomfield won the Bomber B. That was uh, an incre incredible feature. For, actually, there was a lot of great racing last Saturday at, at Oakshade, but Ron, you had a pretty good seat for everything that was going on in, in that late model feature. We had red flags. We had oh, Dusty boy. Moore bursting into flames while he was leading. Well, yeah. I saw pictures from that. That was an incre incredible. The pictures from uh, Dusty's explosion there. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll be back this week. And you were proud of of your kid. He did pretty good in that. Oh race. boy, Steve. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Steve had a great run, didn't he? Yeah, he uh, he ran fifth and. Just a, a real good feature, stayed nice and clean. Never touched a car all night, Jerry. It, uh, it, it Proud Papa. <laughs> I don't blame you. I wish I was up here to see it. I always love seeing you guys have great runs like that, and I hope hopefully to get back up to Oakshade soon to see it again. So, Oh, uh, oh yeah. Flat Rock Speedway was in action last weekend. Rob's, Rob Moore Jr. snuck under race leader Paul Pelletier and Max Fair in the final two laps to grab the thrilling win in the street stock feature Saturday night. Rob's uncle, Tim Moore, captured the 25-lap B-Main. Matt Kemp took the win in the 25-lap Steve Martin Memorial for the MCR Dwarf Cars. And Kyle Metdepenigan scored the victory in the 250-lap The Vault Enduro, Enduro Race. 
At Sandusky Speedway in the Renegades, Ben Watson took the checkers over Kenny Sharp and Mike Protzman Jr. in the Pure Stocks. I'm sorry, in the Pure Stocks, Kyle Larson <laughs> took another victory. Kyle Lawson, not Larson, yeah. Lawson. Just gonna wait a minute. Over J.D. Lawson and Anthony Greco. Although it wouldn't surprise me. If Larson wins and everything. He could probably jump in at Sandusky and do the same thing. Uh, the beginner stocks, it was Spencer Atkins crossing the finish line ahead of Ethan Rosiska and Colton Fowler uh, finishing third. Saturday night, Clayton Oliver won the Renegade feature, and Corey Michaels was the Enduro winner. Eldora Speedway, once again, like we talked about, Brandon Overton broke through. Take uh, the uh, first night of the dream, $127,000. Yeah, I put that in there twice, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. You, you got me on the prep. Woo! I didn't get a chance to read through it like I normally yeah. do. It should be ahead of that. That's all right. World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. Carson Macedo soared to victory on Friday night in World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Series action at Knoxville Raceway. Macedo roared past Kerry Madsen with three laps left for his first career 410 sprint victory at Knoxville. Logan Schuhart finished the lot, crossed the line second, and Madsen held on to finish third. Carson Macedo made a weekend sweep of the Brownells, Brownells Big Guns Bash at Knoxville. For the second night in a row, Kerry Madsen finished second, and Sheldon Hondeshield rounded out the podium. Next up for the World of Outlaws Sprint Series, 34 Raceway in West Burlington, Iowa tonight. Dubuque Fairgrounds Speedway in Dubuque, Iowa tomorrow night. The Jim J.B. Moyd Memorial at Beaver Dam Raceway in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin on Saturday. Then it's off to Houston Speedway in Brandon, South Dakota on Monday and Tuesday, the 21st and 22nd. In Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions action, Kyle Larson picked up the win over Zeb Wise and Paul McMahon at Monday at Wayne County Speedway. Danny Dietrich fended off All-Star Circuit of Champions point leader Tyler Courtney to win round four of Ohio Sprint Speed Week, Speed Week Tuesday night at Sharon Speedway, the only race that Kyle Larson's lost in the last five days. He's the fourth different winner in four Speed Week events. Tyler Courtney finished second, Justin Peck rounded up the podium. At Waynesfield Raceway Park last night, Larson again parked it in victory lane with Rico Abreu second and Tyler Courtney through third. Abreu did not make it easy on Larson in that feature. He was all over him throughout the event. It was really, really good racing, and uh, loved seeing Waynesfield with the crowd that they had. Uh, and also, uh, Jared Horseman picked up the NRA Sprint Invader win last night, so that was really cool to see that. Next up for Speed Week tonight at Muskingum County Speedway, tomorrow at Lima Land Motorsports Park, and then Speed Week wraps up Saturday at Portsmouth Raceway Park with a rain date of Sunday, if needed, for that Dean Niddle Memorial paying, I believe it's $17,554 to win for the finale. Hey, so, before... Before we go uh, on with uh, the NASCAR and uh, IndyCar and Camping World uh, SRX Series results, uh, how about we uh, we get pull up Jack? Sounds so, good. Is that okay with you? I told, Absolutely. I, I told him we call between seven twenty and seven or seven fifteen, seven twenty, and uh, I'm not as fast as I usually am. I'm getting a little rusty. Well, I've been off for we we are blabbing a little bit there too. So I blame myself. It's probably both of our fault. It's all of us. I right. like to talk. Is this Jack? Yes, it is. Hey, Jack, it's Scott Hammer, Jerry Keezer, and Ron Miller, Hammer Down Race Report. How's it going? Going good. So you're working. Evening, Jack. <laughs> so, so you're working on the uh, the buses tonight, right? Getting ready for uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, we're, we there's always something to do to the last very last minute. Okay, and you're there with uh, Terry Smith, right? Yep. We're trying to. How do we get out in the on your little Zoom box there or whatever it is? Uh, that link I sent you can can you if you hang up and go to that email and uh, click on that link and you should be able to get that way and we can see you then. You want to give me, that, uh, you want to give that uh, a try? Uh, we'll we'll uh, probably have to hang up to do that. Uh, unless he's on, a, he could have a laptop there that he could go on. No, I don't. I'm on. I'm on a phone. Okay. 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 You want to try, try and log in that way? 
Uh, I'm, I'm just, I just hit the link. We'll see what happens. Okay. We'll see if you pop in here. <laughs> I don't know if it'll work if you're on the phone, though, at the same time. Right. I don't know either. Let me hang up. All right. If we don't hear back for right. you, I'll give you a call in about five minutes or so. All right. All right. So one way or another, we'll, we'll get Jack on here. Um, you want to go ahead with uh, the NASCAR results until uh, until we pop in here? Uh, we'll do that. I just want to thank a couple people here. Yeah, I want to talk about a couple comments I just saw. Uh, Chris Mize asked if Gene's still at Lima. They, uh, he, Gene actually did retire from Lima Land a few years ago. He did show up last He uh, came in last Friday and helped us get the track back in order after some uh, rough couple rough nights earlier in the season. So thank you to Gene Franker for showing up. Uh, Dean Henry also said looks like Ian Madsen is not at Muskingum County tonight. And Dean also mentioned last night's Hell Tour race in Peoria, Illinois. If you guys didn't watch that on uh, Flow Race, or I'm sorry, uh, Dirt Vision, you missed out on a, on a barn burner. Uh, Bobby Pierce picked up the win, but wow, what a race with uh, Bobby. Uh, Sorry, I'm trying to remember who was second, but it, it was a great race. So, hey, looky there! Look at that! <laughs> is, is that too bright in the background? Oh, uh, it, it it works. We can kind of see you. We can see uh, silhouettes. Yeah, we can see silhouettes. The important thing is we can hear you. That's that's the important thing. I see buses behind you there. Right. <laughs> so we got uh, Jack and Terry, right? Right. And you guys are, are the inspectors then at uh, Toledo Speedway and Flat Rock Speedway as well. Unfortunately so, yes. <laughs> good evening, Terry. Hey, how are you? Pretty good, buddy. So what's... Haven't seen you in a while. No, I'm around. Yeah, I was right. there last year and seen you run a few times. All right. Yeah. Uh, let me say congrats on beating Kenny Schrader a few weeks ago at Toledo Speedway in, this, in his very first school bus uh, figure eight. How, how yeah, he, he, had a, he had a good experience. <laughs> Did he? I enjoyed his interview in, after the race was over with Gary Lindahl. Right, right. He had, he had a few choice yeah. words, I believe he said. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah, you had to be an asshole. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> so how, how was that beating, uh, you know, somewhat of, of Kenny Schrader's uh, stature? <laughs> stature, yeah. Uh, I, I know he, it's just he, for fun, but. He hurt that bus pretty good, but uh, we got it fixed. Same. So that that bus we're going to see in action again. Yes, you yep. will. Yep. Speaking of that, I meant to ask: Where do these buses come from? Are they donated? Do you guys buy them? How do? How, where uh, do these... uh, we get them at auctions, and uh, you know, we got the Lewis Avenue Baptist Church bus out here. We got they they get them from schools and churches, and they're they're on their last leg, you know. How much work do you guys have to actually put into them to to make them last uh, through a night of figure eight racing? Well, we, we we put a little. We got a roll cage that goes in it, okay. And uh, seat belts and um, the the most the, the the big work comes in after the race. You're trying to get another race out of the out of the bus. So now you got to, you know, we, if it, the radiator gets crunched, we just take the radiator out and we just put the hoses back together. <laughs> and, uh, the, diesel, the diesels love it. There's like uh, six of these buses out here right now that do not have radiators in them. Right. And so, they've ran about five or six races already. So are there any new buses for for this uh, for tomorrow night? Or are these all uh, buses that have had experience? No, these have all ran. Yeah. Okay. Yep. No, but, but I know. We, I know that. I know that Archie Paget wasn't it. Archie that laid one over. Uh, 
couple oh, of weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. And uh, no, AJ, no, that one will. That one will. Okay, that one will run again. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. I think right behind he, us. Right. he kept running in that race. Uh, they rolled it back over, yeah. and he kept yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, he stopped because it was he was on a on a rim. Oh. You know. <laughs> Has anybody better. really used the roll bars? No. Well, man. we don't want to find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I we noticed. I noticed after the race, uh, they had because the right front of uh, Kenny Schrader's bus where the door right. was kind of collapsed. So they had to get him out through the, the emergency door in the back, right. which right. is actually what it's used for. Um, right. So I, I'm assuming you had to do a lot of work to get that straightened back out. We got it. We got it back where you can get inside of it and everything, but uh, yeah, you can't see it right now. I don't think yeah, big the yellow, yellow one back there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Yeah. So how long do you, I mean, how long does it take you to, to get these things back together so that you guys can go race them again? Uh, you know, we'll come out here two or three nights a week for a couple of weeks and piece them together. I suppose it all depends on how nicely the guys play. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Terry and I, you know, we have to fix them and work on them. So you think we would be a little easier on equipment, but it's not the case. That's not the case. No. No, you and you guys each won. Jack, you won the the very last one uh, that was at right. Toledo Speedway and. Terry, you've won before, so yep. I mean, yeah. what is the learning curve of, of driving a? I know you guys both have you've have regular racing and figure eight racing experience uh, in the past, but to make that train, does any of that translate over to to racing a bus? No, <laughs> I mean the basic figure eight rules. You know, don't don't hit somebody in the driver's door. You know, stuff like that. But. Uh, but I'm assuming you're trying to take people out a little bit more in the buses where because you're having a little bit more fun, whereas you're, you know, in the regular figure eights. Right, right. You want to take them out, but you don't, you don't want to take yourself out in the process. Being the heads of the inspection team, being the heads of the inspection team, I would assume that the racers go pretty easy on you guys, right? No, no. <laughs> usually, usually if we, we get somebody that, you know, it's trying to win and they'll win a couple of races, so they – they get a big X on their back. And, yeah. You know, so who determines put on a show. who determines uh, which bus uh, everybody gets to drive? Uh, we do, you know. <laughs> so you have we first choice then. Yeah. So, well, uh, we once you get in it, you just keep your same bus until it, you know, until it doesn't go again, and then we put you in a new one. And, right. So. I got you. Okay. So is there any real strategy involved other than? Trying to wreck other people but not wreck yourself is that is that pretty much just it? Um, I don't know if there's strategy. I mean, no. just basically, just like any, other, any other racing, there's an opportunity if somebody yeah. goes high, you go low, you know, or if you, uh, you know, you can hit the brakes at the intersection if you want, but <laughs> or, so you brake check people. Oh, that's happened. <laughs> that's happened too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so kind of like a late model or a, any race car, only twelve tires turn better than six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Right. I noticed and, a lot of those guys know. are running without, or just running on the rims. Uh, does that? Yeah, we don't. We the, the track kind of frowns upon that. It, I, I, yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I could see where that wouldn't be so so good for the track. But uh, so I mean, how did you guys get into uh, to running figure eight uh, figure eight school buses? I should say. Uh, I think my first race was somebody else didn't show up, and uh, Scott Schultz said, "Hey, you want to drive?" I said, "Yeah," and just just kept us in there. Well, and you've got a lot of laps in figure eight anyway, so you right. kind of had it figured out. Right. And right. you've you've raced uh, you've pretty much raced everything at, at Flat Rock and uh, Toledo. Pretty you much. Yeah, uh, you, you were a uh, 1987 street stock champion. Yeah, yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Ron, Ron Miller was around back then. Oh, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Well, I'm still around. <laughs> well, they're still around too. They're just driving buses yeah. now. Right. Do you do you ever get behind the wheel of a, a regular car anymore, or is it just uh, the school buses for you guys? Just the school buses for me. I don't. Okay. Give up. Give up all that stuff. Now we're just, you know, inspecting cars and trying to keep, you know, everybody happy. And okay, what about? Uh, have you guys ever raced on dirt? Are you guys Never. strictly asphalt guys? I I did once at Oakshade back in the seventies. I think once I was in a some kind of a figure eight thing at uh, Monroe County Fair on dirt, but oh, no, but that was fun. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the Super Sixes at? Oakshade back in the day, Ron? Absolutely. Yeah. I went out there one time and they asked me to come out there. And because I had an inline six cylinder. And they asked me to come out there. And then after I ran for about five laps running the track in, they made me load it up. They were really they were nervous about that because my car had a full frame and they were mostly unibodies. Oh. So, but that was back in the day with Dale Belong and, and Bill Hahn. Yeah, so I never really actually got to race there, but but I did I did get to go around the track in my car. So, hmm. so what uh, each of you? What, what when did you guys uh, get your start in uh, in racing? I started in 1977 at Flat Rock because that was the first year of the street stocks, and that was that was when it first started. We could, just wanted you to knock the windows out of the car and go. That's when they were real street stocks. Well, that was not even, it wasn't very safe, <laughs> but it, but that class really did grow through the years. And I actually started in 1973 at Toledo in the figure eight division. Okay. In 73, they had actually gotten seat belts in them instead of rope to hold the drivers in. Exactly. Exactly. No window nets. None of, no. that, none of that stuff. Who's your recap tires? Remember those? I do. Yeah. Tell City Retreads. Yeah. John Markham loved those. Yeah. Yeah. George Folk. Remember George Folk? Yeah. I think I think John called them Canapolis tires. Yeah. <laughs> so what's uh, who's who's the most uh, fun you've gotten to race against in each of your your guys's racing careers? Oh boy. I don't know. They're they're all fun. I mean. Yeah. Top two. Who, who, let's put it this way. Who was your, your favorite guy to beat? Chuck Hall. Chuck Hall? Yeah. Chuck Hall, Bob Stute. Those were yeah. my nemesis back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Bob, Bob won a lot. Yeah, he did. So, so did, did Chuck. So did Chuck. Chuck won the World Figure 8 Championship in 76 and 79. So. 
he was he was a good race car driver. So when did you guys uh, make the switch from from being race car drivers to tech inspectors slash school bus racing? I don't know. I think it started like twenty years ago. I just just got tired of being out in the garage every single night, and uh, this way I could still be involved with racing, just being working for the track, and uh, still doing it. You've been racing uh, the doing the school bus figure eights the same, Terry. Uh, I I think I started about 10, 10 or eleven years ago. Okay. I was um I was working with the Cook Boys and Harold Cook and yep and doing doing their like uh, helping with their cars every week, and then I and then I did a stint with uh, with uh, Terry Cook over at uh, Thor Sport Racing. And I raced with them for about five years. I was a crew guy on there until I got too old to do it. It was like what age discrimination? Like 50, 52, <laughs> 52 years old, and I'm at Martinsville, and, and we're trying to do a pit stop. And I'm an over wall guy. I carried the rear tires, and that I, that was my last race was at Martinsville. I said this is this is too tough for me. For, you know, as for as old as I was at that time, so. So you made the call, not not the team. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought no, that. I could still I could still run and play with the with the other boys, but it was just it was just too much. So. How, how fun was that uh, traveling with the the truck series? I mean, that, oh, I had to get tiresome a, after a while. Well, no, it was a great time most of the time. Um, I, I mean, the the Cook boys were so much fun. Ron, Ron will remember those guys, but. Absolutely. Well, they Jerry were, worked were, for me for quite a while. Right, he did. Yeah, they were they were a ton of fun, and then, but it was serious over there with the the NASCAR side, you know. And, but uh, we had a great time. I mean, I've got to do a lot of stuff, you know, being there, and then was a NASCAR official for one week <laughs> at at um, when ARCA sold to um, the NASCAR or whatever that was. But uh, I went to to Daytona, but. That was that was the last one, and that was two years ago. But then we, you know, I just concentrate on Toledo and Flat Rock and these buses. I mean, these buses are damn near a full time job. It sure is. <laughs> how many more? Uh, how many more school bus figure eight uh, events are there between Toledo and Flat Rock this year after so, tomorrow night? Tomorrow right? night, tomorrow night is the Monroe Superstore uh, school bus race. And then July the third at Flat Rock. And then we come back to Toledo in August. And then Flat Rock in September. So, so you don't have much time to turn things around. Uh, no, for this, that show. This, this we got a real quick turnaround time for this Flat Rock July third race. So, it's got to be pretty. It's got to be pretty satisfying, guys, knowing that the work you put in on those buses creates probably the biggest crowds that the tracks see all year. Oh, it, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, sometimes, it's, I mean, it's standing room only. Sometimes, and it's it's uh, especially at Flat Rock because. Toledo's so big. We have so many stands, but at Flat Rock, I mean, the sheriff has to come and shut the gates. We have so many people there. <laughs> wow. Need to put the backstretch uh, stands back in. The backstretch right. yeah. 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 Nice. So who who determines who gets to drive the buses? I mean, is there like a, a list of people? Is there like a waiting list because it, you have it more? It used to be almost anybody. <laughs> and now we're trying to keep the same group together that's uh, that does it every week that does it every race and uh then we'll throw in you know uh 
of Kenny Schrader. Eight, yeah, yeah, Kenny Schrader. Yeah, or, or uh, you know, uh, the figure eight champion for the year. You know, put him in last race. Or... Should get Ron to do it. Yeah, I yeah, think it'd be a good way to have the hammer down grudge race part two. <laughs> I don't know about that. Just School bus racing was in uh, Kenny Schrader's bucket list. I don't think it was in Ron's. <laughs> I bet you'd do it. You'd do it, wouldn't uh, you, Ron? I don't know. Yeah, really. Putting you on the spot. When I, when, when I started racing, uh, it was at Toledo Speedway, and everyone that started racing back then started in figure eight. That was yeah. that was part of the rite of passage. Yeah, that was, that was, that was it. Wow. So uh, who's uh, who's competing tomorrow night then? Who do we got lined up? So, so we got we got the Wisbon the Wisbon group, uh, junior and senior, junior yeah. and senior. Okay. We AJ, got AJ Paget. AJ Paget. Okay. We got Stephanie Bradley. Stephanie. Bradley, oh yeah. The girl, and uh, she does a real nice job. And Jack, and then we have uh, uh, Dave. Dave uh, Lambert. Dave Lambert. Okay. All right. Yep. Figure eight guy. Yep. 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 Well, looking forward to that's uh, again tomorrow night at uh, Toledo Speedway. Uh, what about the, you? Got like flagpole racing and we the got flagpole. We got we got five or six boats ready to go. But people really like the boat race. Um, do you do you guys either? You guys do that too, or you just no, get that ready? AJ does a little bit. I I did it once, but we had our um, our Dodge Dakota that we had here, and a couple of guys backed out of it. So Scott asked me if I'd just go out there and pull a boat. Until it came off. Well, it didn't come off, and I won the race with our Dodge Dakota. It wasn't even a race car. Yeah, who was it uh, on uh, the the last time at Toledo Speedway? There was a uh, one of the push trucks, I believe, was towing a boat because one of the cars wasn't working. Yeah, that yeah. was AJ. That was okay. AJ the AJ. last the last race. Yeah. yeah. Was there any rules uh, about not hitting that vehicle and just going for the boat ahead of time, or was yeah, it? that's that's the main thing is try to get the boat off the trailer. Yeah. If okay. the boat comes off, you're done, and but some of the guys like to run and hide because they they really want to run to win the race. But mostly it's a show, so you hit them as hard as you can, knock the boat off. So <laughs> now uh, we've we've uh, I've talked to talked about this idea. There's a, a track in uh, Illinois, Rockford Speedway, I believe, uh, that does things you should not hit with a car. Uh, and they'll just pick random things like a grill and they'll put it on the front stretch and they'll have (laughs) older cars and they'll come around three and four down the front stretch, full speed, boom, thing explodes. They did one of those old satellite dishes. I mean, pretty much anything you can think of, they'll, they'll just hit it. Is that something that, that maybe you guys uh, would do at Toledo Speedway? Well, you wouldn't have to fix the stuff. (laughs) One, one year, AJ, we uh, saw the back half of a boat. And it was a pretty big boat, and we sewed the back, sawed the back half of it off, and he ran through it with his figure eight car, and it it really looked like he destroyed this old boat, but most of it was cut out. He only had to go through the one, the one side. That was kind of fun. That's cheating. I think that's yeah. cheating. <laughs> and, I, I, and we had a porta potty. I had a porta potty in the back of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's fun. Now, who who decides uh, that this is happening? Is this all Scott Schultz that that decides uh, he, this stuff? He or? Is. He okay. comes up with some stuff, but yeah. he, he's been he's been he's been at this a lot of years. All right, well, I got one last question for you. I know you guys got a lot of work to do uh, with those buses still for tomorrow, but uh, uh, as far as being inspectors, uh, what is uh, some of the craziest things you've seen 
drivers try to do and, and get away with. Oh boy, <laughs> I, I mean we've caught we've we've caught pretty much everything there is to catch. Yeah, mostly carburetors. Carburetors. We've caught you know. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to soak your tires here, so we catch that once in a while. Um, stroke motors, a couple of those. We've caught stroke motors. We've uh, <laughs> we we try to we try to uh, check stuff before the race, so it's not a big deal. After you know, nobody wants to get disqualified. We try to give somebody time to fix it. Does any has, do you know of anybody that's actually gotten away with something that that you didn't catch at the time? Oh, I'm, I'm sure they. I'm did. sure of that. I mean, yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody came up to you and said, "Hey, Jack, guess what? Well, I got, a, what are, well, I got every, away with all you." Every time somebody wins a race, you know, they'll come in and say, "Oh, yeah, that guy's got traction control." Well, you know, I don't. We we check for it, but we we so far we've not found anything like that, like traction control. We found, you know, big carburetors. We found uh, illegal motors. We found things like that. Like the factory stocks, we keep finding uh, they're not allowed to have jack bolts, so they try to get creative and put these jack bolt things in under the spring so that you can't see them. And they have to jack it up and adjust it. But, but we've caught those. And what well, wasn't, yeah, you, of course. You you probably designed one of those for Jerry yeah. yeah. Cook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> they, they forget we were in the early days. We yeah. didn't have that kind of money, you know. That's it. Something like that. So, well, uh, well, guys, we we appreciate the time again, Jack Franzel and uh, Terry Smith, um, and you guys have some a lot of racing experience there be, between you guys. Uh, Terry, you're not running the uh, the school bus figure eight. No, I had a back issue at the beginning of the year. I I hurt my back, so. I'm going to take a little bit of time off and make sure that's healed up. I'm great. I'm, I don't have any problems or anything, no pain, but uh, this, this year, terrible Terry won't be out there in a the bus. So, but next, but next year possibility. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Unless Jack retires, if he retires, then both of us will retire. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. well, since Jack's racing tomorrow night and he's uh, the winner of the, the first school bus figure eight, Terry, who's your pick uh, to win tomorrow night at Toledo in the school bus figure eight? Jack's always my pick, either either to win it or flip me over. That's only because you have to work with him. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're only in it for the money. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get you get $100 a drive, and you get an extra 100 if you flip it over. Really? And we've, and we've taken a lot of wait, Ron wait, who, money. Who gets the, the $100? <laughs> is, is the person that gets flipped or the person that does the flipping? The okay. guy that gets flipped. That, yeah. they, they should split that. Yeah, they should because it's Flipper like you're, flippy. Yeah, yeah. 50, yeah, but 50, I learned 50. how to flip mine by myself, so I keep all the money. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't need any help. I just flipped it by myself, got the hundred bucks, and yeah. One night I did it three times in a row, and uh, but do you get three hundred dollars? No, he didn't give me three hundred dollars. I only got a hundred dollars, so. I, I stopped that right away. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. So, somehow we still got a 1099 at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Need so, to work on the contract there a little bit. Right. <laughs> so uh, tomorrow night, Monroe Superstore, School Bus Figure 8 race. Uh, late Model Sportsman will also be in action. Regular Figure 8s, uh, Factory Stocks, uh, the Boat Figure 8s, and, and the Flagpole races. Uh, we didn't get to see that uh, yeah. in the middle of May earlier tonight. What's, uh, tell, uh, 
we talked to Scott Schultz about that, but real quick, what's uh, the flagpole racing? Uh, it's hard to explain. It's like a they put a flag at the like at, at the flag stand, and then one on the back stretch, and you have to go around it. You have to go all the way around it, make a lap around the track, go around the back one, and then come back around and make another lap around. It's so it's, it's like a loop around the uh, around the flag, then on the back, right. and so you're. Right. I got but you. you get some pretty good speed going down the the back stretch. And you'll and have you'll have you know a figure eight car and a factory stock and. Oh, in a, in a, they're all mixed up, you know, different yeah. play, different kind of cars. Wait, so this is on the the big the half mile? No, no mile. okay, okay. I, I, yeah. You said they get some speed like, there. It sounds yeah. like a condensed version of the old double O that they used to run at Mount Clemens. Yeah, yeah. Mount Clemens. Yeah, right. right. Kind of like that. That's right. I remember right. my parents talking about that. That's yep. Old people racing memories. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on, Scott. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I apologize. <laughs> Well, uh, we look forward to uh, that event tomorrow night at Toledo Speedway. Jack and Terry, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. All right. Thank you. Good seeing you guys. Good seeing you, Ron. Yeah, good seeing yeah. you. Thanks a lot, guys. Have right. fun tomorrow. Yeah. Take care. Uh, yep. We'll see you. Talk to you again. Yep. So there you go. Jack Franzel, Terry Smith, working on those figure eight school buses. Uh, and a lot of racing history uh, between them. Did you race uh, with each of them, Ron, or just uh, – Jack or just Terry? I, I knew Terry very well because I was close to the whole Cook clan and, and he was an integral part of, of their racing program. So so I got to know Terry pretty well back then. And I knew Jack because um, we did uh, track service at, at Flat Rock and Toledo for a lot of years um, while Jack was racing. So, yeah, I, I got to know him. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know that I ever raced against him. Yeah, I could have. If you did, you would have beat him, right? When he started racing <laughs> was uh, when the company I was working for had me in, in the upstate New York area. So, yeah, I, I don't think I ever raced against him. Could have. All right. Jerry, you got the uh, the rest of the racing results from last weekend? Yep. Uh, just a uh, side note, I saw in the, the – uh, Comments, Charles DeGrange let us, reminded us that uh, Sam Hafecube Jr. did set a new track record at Waynesfield last night, 10.056 seconds, just a shade off. We're cracking into that nine-second bracket for the sprint cars. That who's, track was juiced, juiced up, and they were flying. Who's going to be the first one in the nines? I, I thought it was going to be Larson last night. I really did. The Hafecube went out there and cracked the 10, 10.05. I thought, oh, boy, Larson's still to come. But the track just started to – to get a little bit smoother, the cushions start pushing up a little bit, and they just didn't quite get there. But it it's coming for I'm sure. Thinking, I'm thinking Cap Henry. Cap's good there. Cap last night not so much, but Cap loves Waynesfield. Yeah, yep. I, I could see that happening for sure. With that said, uh, moving on with the racing roundup and NASCAR action, John Hunter Nemechek cruised to his fourth NASCAR Camping World Truck Series victory of the season on Saturday afternoon during the SpeedyCash.com 220 at Texas Motor Speedway. Nemechek crossed the finish line 3.3 seconds ahead of Chase Elliott. Ross Chastain finished a distant third but failed post-race inspection and was reg regulated to last place, giving Grant, Grant Enfinger the third-place spot. Kyle Busch Bush moved within one victory of the century mark in the NASCAR Xfinity Series with his 99th Series Triumph Saturday afternoon at Texas Motor Speedway. Justin Allgaier, who led 23 laps, settled for second, and Austin Sindrick finished third. Kyle Larson, fresh off back-to-back -back victories at Charlotte Motor Speedway and Sonoma Raceway, stormed to a $1 million payday during the NASCAR All-Star Race Sunday night at Texas Motor Speedway after a brilliant pass in a lane at the top of the track that no one else tried to use all evening in the last 10-lap round. 
Uh, Chase Elliott and William Byron started on the front row with Larson starting third. He chose to start on the outside behind Elliott. Larson and Elliott ran side by side, and Kozlowski snuck around the two to take the lead. Larson then passed Kozlowski and went on to score his second career all-star victory over Kozlowski and Elliott. Next up for NASCAR in the Cup Series, the Ally 400 at the Nashville Super Speedway on Sunday, June 20th at 3.30 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. The Xfinity Series, it's the Texas Lottery 250 at the Nashville Super Speedway on Saturday at 3.30 on NBC Sports Network, and the trucks are in action at for the Rackley Roofing 200 at Nashville on Friday at 8 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. NTT IndyCar Series action. Marcus Erickson scored his first career NTT IndyCar Series victory in Saturday's Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix at Belle Isle. Will Power was leading when the second red flag came out with five laps to go. IndyCar officials brought the cars down the pit road but refused to let the teams bring fan, fans out to cool the drivers and cars. After seven and a half minutes, officials ordered the cars refired. Power's car would not refire, forcing the team to replace the electronic control unit. Power returned to the race three laps down. Erickson defeated Renus McKay by 1.729 seconds. Pato Award was third. Pato uh, charged his way to the top after the final restart with seven laps to go to score his first NTT IndyCar Series win of the season in Sunday's Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix of Belle Isle race number two. Award made up 15 positions from where he started and had 12 on track passes for position. Joseph Newgarden finished second, 6.75 seconds behind Award. Alex Palou finished third. Next up for IndyCar, the REV Group Grand Prix at Road America in Wisconsin on Sunday, June 20th at noon on NBC. The Camping World SRX Series kicked off, made its debut Saturday night at Stafford Speedway with local favorite Doug Kobe defeating a field full of racing legends to become the first winner in series history. Kobe took the lead at the start with Tony Stewart quickly took second from Waltrip. Kobe, Biffle, and Marco Andretti traded the lead throughout the 100-lap feature. Kobe took the lead on lap 64 for good with Biffle and Stewart rounding out the podium. Next up for the SRX Series, Knoxville Raceway on Saturday at 8 p.m. on CBS. They have changed the format you, a little bit. For did you see? Did you get to watch any of that either, you two? I did not. The only, the only thing I saw of it was Doug Kobe falling off the side of the car in victory lane. <laughs> I recorded it, but I missed like the last 20 laps or whatever it was because it ended late. But uh, eh, uh, you subscribe to Paramount I've, Plus streaming service. You can uh, catch the replay there. I do know that. I, I, I've seen people saying that it was better racing than NASCAR. Well, yeah, that's not saying much, but yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. But and I like the rule changes, and we'll talk about the rule changes in, in a little bit. Uh, and there's one that I wish they would have done because uh, Greg Biffle had to go to a backup car because they have a backup car so that everybody can start the feature. And tires was were a big factor because uh, Stafford's a paved track. They're going to Knoxville this weekend, which is going to be dirt, so that'll be interesting and different. But on the paved track, the tires seem to make a big difference. And when he went to the backup car, everybody else is still, they, they run the same tires throughout the night and he's got fresh tires on this backup car. So he's coming up through the field. And I'm like, I think maybe they should take the tires off of uh, his, the car. That's not, well, you know, if it's, they're not flat or damaged, take him off of that car, right. put him on the, the backup car and kind of even things out. Cause I thought that was kind of an unfair advantage. And now maybe people will be trying to wreck their car. So they have a backup car for the feature. I don't know. But uh, anyway. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, moving on there. Let's see. Other notes for the racing roundup. Uh, Buddy Kofoid became the first repeat winner of the USAC Indiana Midget Week by taking the victory at Gas I-69 Speedway on Friday night. Saturday, uh, Buddy finished the seventh place, which was good enough for him to capture his first Indiana Midget Week crown over Logan Seavey. 
Dirt Car Summer Nationals updates. Bobby Pierce took the lead at the drop of the green flag in the opening round of the Dirt Summer Nationals in Brownstown on Tuesday. Devin Moran found something around the top and passed Tim Lance with seven laps to go and set sail for Pierce and fell short. Moran had to settle for second and Lance finished third. Pierce made it two in a row last night at Peoria. Uh, again, that was a hell of a race with uh, Brian Shirley finishing second. Ryan Unzicker, who led early, finished third. Devin Moran was right there as well. That was a fun race to watch. I, if the whole hell tours like that, we're going to see a lot of guys. I don't want to say with tore up equipment, but definitely wore out. Let's, let's say that because those guys were beating and banging it and putting everything on the line last night at Peoria. It was great to watch. Do you know if uh, next up? Do you know if Moran's running the uh, the full the hell tour, or is he just? I saw his... that he's running at least the first week of it. Okay. Uh, I don't Dean know beyond probably. that. Well, Dean, if if you're listening, let let us know. You you know everything with with your sponsored vehicles. <laughs> Yep. Uh, next up for the Hell Tour, Kankakee, Illinois, Speedway tonight, Tri-City, Illinois on Saturday. Sunday, it's LaSalle Speedway in Illinois and Spoon River Speedway next Thursday. So, that, that, again, that Peoria race, if, if the rest of the Hell Tour is anything like that, it's going to be fun to watch. And that does it for this week's racing roundup. Wait and see. Hopefully, Dean answers you here. Uh, in the meantime, make sure to contact Freeze Frame Photos for all your racetrack. No, he's not running the full. Uh, contact Freeze Frame Photos for all your racetrack photos, whether on the track or in Victory Lane. 24 years of memories at Oakshade, Toledo Speedway, and other local tracks. Uh, they can meet all your fo- photo needs at the track or wherever. You know, if you want to take a picture of your car in the woods, I'm sure they'll, they go for that, too. Uh, they do fo- photo uh, shoots by appointment. Freeze Frame Photos, special moments frozen in time. Give them a call, 419-476-9978. Also, a uh, shout-out to Mill Street Speedway. Yeah, things are on hold there, and... Uh, Keep listening. Uh, there's something coming up a, a little bit later on tonight. Scott Warner's probably going, what, what's coming up later? I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, but, uh, make sure to follow Millstream Speedway on uh, Twitter, Facebook, or MillstreamSpeedway.net. Uh, so, got a, a little bit of a racing news here before we get to our Twitter poll results and uh, our chance to win. Before you jump to that, time. Scott, Go ahead. Chris Myers uh, said that uh, June 11th, 2021, he's got uh, – Things you shouldn't hit with a car. Yeah, that was uh, um, that was, was a that few a days ago. Show or? Yeah, it was. That's what I said. We're going back in time. Oh, okay. That's why Doug chimed in and said 2022 question mark. Maybe that's what he meant. <laughs> it makes more yeah, sense. Chris, It'll Chris, be a Saturday tell night. Us what so. you meant. Yeah, I want to get behind that. Things you shouldn't hit yeah. with cars. That'd be kind of fun. Except for it's a Saturday night. Do it on a Friday night. Yeah. Or a Sunday. There you go. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, moving on, uh, some racing news. Uh, Corey LaJoy, uh, he was sick of seeing a Kevin Harvick flag flying at a fan's house that was uh, on his uh, daily commute to work. Did you guys hear about that? No. no. Well, he was, he was sick of uh, seeing it, so he stopped and uh, he left a flag of his own, a Corey LaJoy flag, uh, on the uh, homeowner's door with a note asking him to support the hometown driver. And uh, I guess uh, the guy said he missed him by just a, an hour or so or and took a picture of the flag and said thank you or something but it was still in the container and hadn't been opened and the Harvard <laughs> flag I think was still flying so anyway um IndyCar racer uh Renus VK is that how you pronounce it is it Renus uh he uh suffered a clavicle injury in a cycling accident on Monday he had surgery to fix things and he is now going to miss the Indy race at Road America this weekend in Wisconsin so, I'm betting he misses a couple of shows. Well, he's he's hoping to get back, and uh, yeah, I would think that that probably would be a bad thing to have yeah. him. Yeah, but I don't know. 
Uh, mirrors are no longer allowed for the pure stocks at Sandusky Speedway. Effective immediately. I didn't know they had mirrors. This makes me upset. They're allowed to have mirrors. I did not have a mirror. <laughs> we don't have mirrors. I don't, I don't know what the reason. Well, Chris and Doug are on here. What? Uh, why? Why no mirrors? Uh, what's the What's the story behind that? I just saw that post and, and thought that was uh, interesting there. Uh, and the uh, SRX that uh, we announced, or we Jerry alluded to earlier, that uh, the SRX series uh, announced some changes to their format. And I think most of the changes are, are pretty good. They make sense. Uh, instead of fifteen minute heat races. They are going to be 12 minutes. They were kind of long for a heat race. And they they basically had, they start the timer. It just keeps going continuously. Once the timer stops, uh, the next time the leader comes by the start-finish line, they throw the white flag. So cautions, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just total time. And the 15 minutes. A lot of races have time limits, so why not? Which is fine. I mean, but it just seemed a little long for heat races. And they line up the first heat race by drawing. And then the second heat race, they invert. So if you finish first, you're going to start last in the second heat race. Uh, and the starting order of the feature will now be determined, I believe bef- last week it was determined by where you finished in that second heat. Now it's going to be determined by your average finish in both heats, which I think is that a little makes sense. Yeah, which yep. Yeah, I'm totally behind that. Uh, and then uh, the feature was 100 laps. It was a little long. And I think that's part of the issue, too. They didn't get to do any post-race interviews or anything, and I didn't get to see the end of the race because my DVR only recorded till 10 o'clock. Uh, so they're cutting that, and I thought this was kind of a big cut, but they're cutting it from 100 laps total, 100 total laps, that included yellows, to 50 green flag laps, which I think is... And, and I think that's going to make for yeah. a better racing, especially at the dirt track. It, yeah. You're yeah. not going to wear the truck out as far, track out as far, and especially in places like Knoxville. It, it, that's going to make for a really good race. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those cars uh, do on the dirt, too. That could be uh, kind 100 of... 100 total laps could very well be 50 green ones anyway. I'll, de- I'll definitely have to set my VCR or DVR. VCR. DVR. I do have a VCR, but uh, I don't use it. But <laughs> My DVR, again. Maybe I'll add an extra half hour or so uh, just in case. I um, went to a discount store locally, and they had VHS tapes really? on sale in there. And I was like... Really? I almost bought uh, them just... <laughs> the only reason I have a VCR is just in case I need to uh, convert some. It's hooked up to a computer so I can make things digital. Um, but uh, let's take a look at our uh, Twitter poll Twitter for this poll. week. Let me make sure I share the screen here. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So last week's Twitter poll was, uh, are you tired of seeing Kyle Larson? Wait a minute. I probably should refresh this because I think this was still active. So I'm going to refresh this. Uh, again, you can follow the Hammer Down Race Report at Hammer Report on Twitter. And uh, the Twitter poll results survey says 3.1% said yes. 90.6% said no. We're not sick of seeing Kyle Larson win. And 6.3% said maybe. I don't know. So pretty much overwhelming. Uh, people like seeing Kyle Larson win, which is uh, cool. I have no problem seeing him win. No. Nah. Um, no, the, the, uh, the, I, I like the man is just—he's a natural talent, and and you hear Jack Hewitt earlier or last night talking on Flow Racing when they interviewed him about how good Kyle is. For Tony, say it that Kyle's the best racer he's ever seen, and and Tony grew up a huge fan of AJ Foyt. For Tony Stewart to say something like that—that's that's pretty uh, impressive. So that, that must be—that's the, that's the answer for that's the mirror. On the mirror, yep. yeah. What do they think they're at Daytona or something? What's going on? <laughs> 
possibly some blocking going on, I'm guessing, from that uh, response. So Maybe just a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did see someone did make a comment, I believe, uh, not until he wins, not until Kyle Larson wins a uh, Formula One race or the Indy 500. Yeah. So, I'm not going to say it don't put it out of contention. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, don't put it past him. I mean, I mean be careful what you ask for. He could show up in the Keezer Memorial next summer at Lima Lane. I mean, it, you never know what the man's going to jump into and be fast. I'll, I'll put so. it out there right now. I'll put it out there. If he wants to jump in my bomber for, for a Saturday night at Oakshade. I, I'll give up. I'll give up my top ten in points for him to to be able to uh, drive the Ocho. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. That would be spectacular. Yes. Uh, I want to thank Big D's Pizza and Subs, Ribs, Chicken, and more. And Clyde, give him a call 419-547-1444. Order online at Order Big D's Pizza. Uh, don't forget he's got immediate openings for uh, delivery drivers and cooks. Stop in to apply. Big on taste, not on price. Also, I uh, have to uh, thank that guy down there at the bottom of our uh, tic-tac-dough squares. Um, Ron Miller Race Cars, yeah. Really? Yeah. Down there. I was uh, stopped in the shop yesterday, as a matter of fact. I needed uh, to get some things to finish up a project I was working on and saw one of the uh, the trucks he's got. Um, would you say it's halfway built or is it not even halfway Oh, it's the hard part's done. It's really right. down to just bolting everything together now. Oh, okay. It we're we're in good shape. If I ha- if I was going to race a truck, I- I'd probably take that truck. I probably couldn't afford it, but I'd probably take it. Uh, seven, <laughs> Jamie, three, Jamie Miller likes them. 734-856-7223. That's Ron Miller Race Cars, Race Cars, Parts, Safety Equipment Service, everything a racer needs, including... Uh, advice if you got some questions set up uh, questions whatever yeah. uh, or like in my case uh, Ron this is doing this no. uh, what do, <laughs> how do I fix this so there you go seven three four eight five six seven two two three so last week's how many was how many four tens uh, were going to be at Attica for the uh, opener of the Ohio Sprint Speed Week forty six that is the number you were too oh. late because uh, we've passed the the time on <laughs> when you could guess. Forty six. I was late in the hospital, but I still got the car counts. <laughs> that was the the correct number. Ron was the uh, the winner. He guessed forty one. I, I went under him and and I lost there. So forty one uh, was good enough for for Ron to win online. Our uh, winner of a Big D's Pizza, Thomas Cole. He guessed forty nine. So just uh, three off, but he was closest there. Um, this week it's uh, we're going to do a little complicated thing, and I'll remember because it's actually on my prep now and it's saved where we changed it a couple weeks ago and I didn't have it didn't write it down or anything and almost blew things last week when we were revealing the winner but fixed it. No, follow this folks. It's it's going to be fun. There there's there's a, a lot of big things. Cards. Yeah, there's a lot there's of big things. There's a couple things. of wild cards oh, in true. this one. Yes, yes. And uh you may want to wait until you hear uh Ryan Weekman's weekend weather pit stop which will be coming up right after momentarily. Uh, yeah, momentarily right after we uh, go through uh, this week's uh, racing events. And, uh, yeah, because uh, tonight's how many is how many 410 sprints are going to be at Lima Land for tomorrow night's. Um, but but sp- don't punch the button speed, yet. Sprint Speed Week uh, show. And then also how many late models are going to be at Oakshade. So we're looking for one number, the total of the two. The total. How many, Oakshade, how many late models will be at Oakshade on Saturday night for the Barney Oldfield uh, which sounds like it's going to be a pretty pretty big show. So, again, it's the total of Friday night. How many 410s are we going to have at Lima Land? How many late models at Oakshade? That total number is your guess. 
Tim Conover says zero. So uh, he's saying that both are, are not happening, I guess. Um, I don't know about that. You get it's, one guess. It's, it's, a, and only, it's a total of both of them. Yes. You get one guess, only one guess. If you guess more than once, you get black flagged. Uh, you have until, we'll say, well, now we'll, we'll go until uh, uh, tomorrow at 3 p.m. Sounds good, Scott. I mean, because, and if you want to wait, you might want to do that because, you know, by 3, <clears throat> 3 o'clock, you may know the status of Lima Land if, should some weather move. But then again, maybe not because I think the weather's late. I didn't actually listen to Ryan Weekman's weather pit stop yet. So I'm making the guess without it's, hearing the forecast. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely a, a toss up as to what tomorrow's looking like from what I've seen. So. Let's see what Ryan has to say about it yeah, and go from there. I'll check that out. Well, before that, we got to make our guesses before we get to that. And if uh, you want to play along, yeah. go ahead and put your guess in on our Facebook Live or the YouTube broadcast. Uh, just put your guess in the comments, just a number like everybody else is doing here. And the numbers I see are ranging from 0 to 57 to 72, 79. Again, this is the total combined number of 410s at Lima Land Friday night and late models at Oakshade Saturday night. So with that in mind, fellas, uh, Ron, you won last week. You got a guess first this week. Oh, this is getting old. I'm tired of winning. <laughs> Said nobody ever. <laughs> oh, Scott, I'm going with 45. Total? Oh, you're just you're good. You're, I think you're uh, you're planning on yeah. weather playing a factor in this. Yes, sir. Okay, <laughs> Jerry, spotlight's on you, man. And. <laughs> I'm going to be optimistic. I, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say 68. 68. Okay. I don't know. I don't, you want you kind of you want to break that down between uh, between the two tracks? I'm not going to break it down completely. I'm just going to say a few guys are not going to make the trip all the way back from Muskingum County, knowing they have to go right back to Portsmouth with the chance of weather being a factor. So we're going to lose a few in the 410s, but I. Think we'll still get it in, so I, I, I'm confident that you guys are going to have 40-ish late models, and we'll have 28, 26 to 30 sprint cars. So I'm going to play the weather uh, game. I think too. you're light on the sprints. I think, and we should probably sp uh, specify this as far <laughs> as the sprints because if you get rained out halfway through, uh, that they, doesn't. They've shown. That they've already been. They've shown. If, if, as long as they get on the track for uh, hot laps, they or take a green flag lap and yeah. hot laps. There you go. We'll have a car count. Then so. that car count yep. is however many cars are yes. checked in at that time. Yes, okay. sir. Yep. So that's how we'll figure that out for both tracks in, in any case. So I'm going to go with 46. I'm, I'm going to play the weather card as well, Ooh. but try and edge out. There you go. On. One away from me again, Scott. I'm, <laughs> I'm going I'm going for the middle here. I, you didn't leave me so much. Is it the best without going over. So if you guys, no, nope, it's just the closest. It doesn't matter. You can go over. You can go under. Whoever's closest. And uh, our uh, online winners, if we do have a tie, uh, we'll spin the Big D's pizza wheel to determine the winner of, you know, between the tiebreaker. I guess you could say. So uh, this weekend's races, a uh, little bit, a uh, little bit quiet this weekend, but some big events uh, on tap. We got the Monroe Superstore School Bus Figure Eight. Uh, tomorrow at Toledo Speedway, late model sportsmen in action, figure eights, factory stocks, boat figure eights, flagpole race, gates open at five, racing at seven, and general admission is $19 there tomorrow night at Toledo Speedway. And then, of course, Lima Land with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. That's leg seven of the Ohio Sprint Speed Week. Modified's also going to be in action. Uh, pit gates open at 430. Grandstands at five. Let's go. We'll, 
we'll go to a four o'clock. We'll we'll allow <clears throat> entries until four for for listeners. All right. Since uh, the pit gates don't open until four thirty, so uh, pit gates at Lima Land four thirty, grandstands at uh, five, and racing scheduled to start at seven thirty. General admission twenty two bucks. Uh, for that big show. Attica is off because of uh, the Ohio Sprint Speed Week at, at Lima Land there. So Attica's off this weekend. Uh, Oakshade on Saturday night. Uh, another big event there. 5,000 to win. Barney Oldfield Race, American Late Model Series event. Sportsman Bombers, Compacts. Gates open at 4. Racing at 7 p.m. General admission, 14 bucks. Uh, that's going to be a pretty good pretty good uh, value for, for your racing dollar, if, especially if the racing last week's any indication. We had some really good uh, racing in the features. Flat Rock Speedway in action Saturday night as well. It's the Van Doren Racing Development 100 featuring the uh, ARCA CRA Super Late Models. They're going to be going 125 laps. The uh, C... So why is it at 100 then? I didn't even catch that. It's, they're calling it the 100, but they're going 125 laps. Uh, the CRA Junior Late Models will also be in action. Street <laughs> Stocks, Bandoleros uh, also up there at Flat Rock. Gates open at 5, racing at 7. General mission for that show is uh, 20 bucks. So that's it. You got four four racing programs this weekend, two Friday night, hey, two Saturday night. Hey, oh, you got Sharon. a big one on Saturday down at Shady Bowl. Shady, what do we got going on? Oh, that's right. The uh, uh, street stocks, the uh, yeah. Ohio Wheelman street stocks, $5,000 to win, 75-lap feature for them. Also the CRS Super Trucks uh, in action. Let me bring that back up. Our uh, minor Crown Vicks and the Compacts all in action. Uh, pit Pass, $30. Grandstand passes are $15. Seniors and kids, ages 8 to 15, only $10. Kids, uh, 7 and under free. Free camping. Uh, racing, they don't have – I don't have my times up here right now. I apologize for that. But uh, typically, gates open at uh, 2 for the pits and 4 for the grandstands. Practice starts right at 4. Uh, it should be an awesome show again. Five thousand dollars. It's the biggest street stock race uh, uh, in Ohio for. Uh... <laughs> oh, poor Scott! Always getting picked on. Ron, well, you know. No, my point to that is Ron's winning. He's been winning the past couple weeks, so my praise is right trick is not working, unfortunately. Fremont's off, Sandusky Speedway's off, Eldora's off uh, this weekend, so some of the regulars there. So now let's check out that weekend weather pit stop with Ryan Weekman, find out what's going on tomorrow. Uh, actually, I got this like five minutes before uh, we came on the air here, so I haven't even listened to it. So this is a fresh forecast uh, as of uh, about 7 o'clock, about an hour ago. So uh, here you go. Here is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm First Alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. A First Alert day for Friday, mainly for the chance for rain early in the day, but there will be some scattered pop-up showers and thunderstorms later in the day as well. And, well, that's what you're here for, right? For the Friday races, Toledo Speedway and down at Lima Land Motorsports Park. Both of those starting at or just a little after 7 p.m. And we will have to contend with the chance for some downpours more at Lima than we will up in Toledo. I'd be concerned that we could see some delays down in Lima Land with areas uh, of heavy rainfall, lightning possible through around 8 or 9 p.m. Hopefully, though, that rain stays scattered enough and races will get in. Saturday, Oakshade and Flat Rock could see some uh, scattered showers or storms earlier in the day. Uh, but by the time we get towards race time there, especially up into Michigan, I think we should be pretty good. It will be warm. It will be muggy both days. Highs well into the 80s. As always, get that first alert weather app. You can check out the radar and we'll send you personalized notifications and videos to keep you ahead of any of that uh, rough weather over the next 48 hours. I'm first alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman.
There he goes. Sounds like he was picking on Lima Land there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been watching the forecast the last couple of days, and that, I mean, he's smack on with what I've seen everywhere. There, there's a chance that we get hammered, and chance there's a nothing. chance that we get nothing. Yeah. It's really 50-50, and I'm, well, I'm really was, hoping that... We had that uh, issue at Oakshade last, uh, last weekend, Saturday. It looked like uh, everybody was saying, yeah, it's going to rain about 7, 8 o'clock. Not a drop. The only drops that I got on my car were from the water truck when it went in front of me in the pits. Yeah. <laughs> he just helped me get it cleaned off and ready for it to look good for the feature. No, actually, I was I came back from the tower and got to my car, and there was like little drop marks in the dust on it. I was like, did it rain while it was? It's like, no, it was the water truck went by. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> So, yeah. Your, your crew chief says, hi, I'm going to tell Robin hi. Glad to be back. So. Looking at the uh, how many, Doug Frost is saying 79, and I'm thinking that could almost be a good number if... Uh, it depends on what Mother Nature does. You never know. Yeah, I, yeah. I really think the distance the, between the... Uh, if they didn't I'll, have them hopping across the state back and forth, I think it'd be right on the money. I just think that you're not going to have as many sprint cars show up just because of that long, long drive. But at the same ah. time, though, for, for as far as how many goes... You know, like we said, uh, what time does uh, qualifying or hot lap start? Yep. How? How? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, what time? The gates open at four thirty. We could be hot lap at six thirty. So I mean, if yeah, we may get start hot laps before. That's it. How brave are you going to be for a big D's pizza? <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> uh, I want to thank uh, our associate producer Dave Kemmer, field correspondents Matt Swanner and Doug Dock. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, another full show. Uh, before we uh, finish off this one, we do have a hammer down hotline to get to. I almost forgot about that. Don't notice Tim Conover in the, in the chat as well. Jordan Conover making his first start in McKenzie's number four oh, late right. model. That's right. Shadyable. That's going to be fun. Um, she, excited to hear how Jordan does. Yeah, at Oakshade Raceway. There you go. Very, very yeah. cool. I, I hope he does well and wish them the best. So yeah, I guess uh, he jumped in that. Brian uh, Brian Fisher ran it in competition Saturday night, and then uh, after the races were over. Uh, I saw the four car going around there. It wasn't until I got home later. I saw on social media, it was Jordan Conover. Ah, it's the first time in a late yeah. model. So he looked pretty excited and sounded pretty good from, I didn't, I did, wasn't watching yeah. cause I didn't realize it was him out there, but, uh, yeah. I promise everybody no more lawnmower racing in my future. Is that, just, was it a race? No, okay. okay. It was not a race. No, okay. it was just a fluke accident. I already know too much, and I just and, I, yeah. and you, you, I would, people know too much. I would, I would, I would prefer it have been a lawnmower racing thing. Right, <laughs> right. At least I could have said I was having fun when it happened. Oh, <sighs> now I can't. No. <laughs> Let's check out our uh, hammer down hotline because uh, this uh, actually could be interesting, and I'm going to let Ron comment on it. Yeah, I was just wondering if you guys had the inside scoop for what's going on down there in Finley, Millstream Speedway. It's just hard to believe you can have so many promoters uh, with such difficulty. Is, is the owner of the property the cause for this? Or are these people putting in all their time, money, and effort for absolutely uh, no, no benefits to themselves? Just curious if you guys really know what's going on. Thanks. Bye-bye. I can say I'm not privy to any what went on between any of the previous promoters and, and the owner. Um, I, we've knowing Scott Warner, uh, we've got a little bit of insight on, on some things. Um, and there again, we we don't know the whole story. So you know, there's there's some things that need to get done, and uh, they're trying to figure out uh, how to get them done. How to get it done. And that's uh, that's pretty much the bottom line at, at this point. They they're trying to. 
they haven't pulled the plug on it. It's not a. I, I, not and a I hear, I've, I've heard from a lot of people that, uh, and that we, Scott Warner that Scott Warner has pulled the plug. There's not going to be any racing this year. Let me assure you that is the furthest thing from Scott Warner's. He's, he's just kind of taking a step back to try and he, figure out where trying to get this all sorted out. Yeah, where to go from here. He's the first time promoter again. Uh, we've been trying to help him out as best we can as well, and. Yeah, and I, I wish Scott absolutely nothing but the best. I, I hope yep. that things change and, and we get to go racing the Millstream. I it just the I, I can't. I mean, we've heard the same story. Th- we've heard the same stories that everybody else has heard. You know, and in this, you know, and the same frustrations. It's like a broken record. Wow. And I even talked but, to Scott when when this happened and said, you know, this is gonna it's gonna sound like the same exact thing, and people are gonna be having that same reaction. And and the good it, news is. I know there is a player involved, I can't say a name, who is desperately trying to get a hold of Greg Rowe. So if Greg Rowe's watching this, give that individual a call back because they are very, very interested and have a blank check to buy Millstream Speedway. I'll take the blank check. So that's all I can say. I want to say more, but I can't. But I've had several discussions with this individual this week. They've been bombarding me trying to get different phone numbers. I've given them Scott's Was it, was number. it Chris Mize? Because Chris Mize wants to put on a, his own race there. I'm, I don't I'm know sorry, if you saw Chris. that. I, I, Chris, I didn't mean to, drive, <laughs> to, to, to put you out there like that. But no. So There's things that are, that are still being figured out. and There's all there's, kinds of yeah. wheels turning. So, yeah. so don't people, give up all hope we, yet. But, you know, I, we understand. If there are do. several people that want racing to happen at Millstream. And if it can't happen, it's going to happen. I would like it to happen. I would love for it to happen. One of my favorite racetracks of all time. The really neat thing is that there are so many big businesses in in the Finley area that once the track is open, finding some sponsor support should be pretty easy. Uh, I think so. People people that uh, love the racetrack, love racing. um, It's just a matter of getting the the ball rolling. Once once the ball gets rolling, it'll snowball. Absolutely. There you go. Thank you for that uh, call. See, that was like a real call. It actually led to some discussion. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That was awesome. Yeah. So if uh, you want to leave a message for next week's show and the Hammer Down Hotline, there's the number 419-318-3081. Once again, that's 419-318-3081. You can call anytime, night or day. And I was watching Jerry's reaction during uh, while that call was playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. Can you see, can, yeah. Ron? Can you see uh, Jerry when when there's something on no. the screen? You can't. Okay. No, I can't see Ron either. Right, yeah, well, I, I know you can see all of us at all. I'm not going to say anything. Then we'll just uh, move on. How about we finish the show now? Let's get the heck out of here. It's really hot. <laughs> I need to turn the. Have a great on. weekend, everybody. Wherever yeah. you go racing, make sure you support your local track. Look forward to seeing you guys wherever we're at. Yeah, it was nice having uh, Jerry back for a full show. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Thanks, uh, maybe maybe someday he can explain why he wasn't here. Someday. <laughs> we can look back and laugh on it. Hard. Grapefruits. Anyway, uh, <laughs> totally lost my train of thought. Thanks to Jack Franzel, Terry Smith, uh, for joining us tonight. Glad uh, they didn't have to witness that. I want to thank our sponsors again. <laughs> Oakshade Raceway, Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, uh, Millstream Speedway. And that's another thing. You know, I mean, they're still a sponsor of the show. They, they were cutting the deal. If they were done, they wouldn't. I, I talked to them about, right. you want to keep doing the sponsorship. Yeah. So 
It's still the wheels are still going there. It's Mill Street yep, Speedway. Absolutely. Big D's Pizza, Ryan Miller Race Cars, and of course, Freeze Frame Photos. Get out to a track, support them this weekend. We'll be back in action on uh, Thursday night, seven o'clock, right here. Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter Live, uh, and then on demand all anytime. Thanks, thanks for listening in India. We appreciate it. <laughs> Keep showing us the support. We appreciate it. Yeah. So, go eat your pizza, Ryan. Will do. Actually, Mama's fixing dinner tonight. Oh, wow. That's why the yeah. dogs haven't barked. Not, not a clue. Yeah. Not a Crazy. clue what it is. All right, guys. We'll see you. Have a good, uh, good weekend. Enjoy the racing. Go racing somewhere. There Watch, race, whatever you got to do, but be there. I, I clicked on the thing. It didn't happen. Let's try again. All right. Be there. I'm, I'm Let's go racing. There you go. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.